If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. The decentralization properties of Bitcoin mean anyone can jump on. So anyone can join the network. The more people that join the network, the more secure it becomes, like that pyramid. And it doesn't mean that I can see every transaction. You see what's happening in and out of wallets, but you don't see people's names or addresses. So main thing is here, your bank can get hacked. People can find out where you live. They can find out how much money you have in your, your account. Bitcoin itself cannot be hacked. Exchanges where you know we always encourage people and show them how to remove their Bitcoins from an exchange, they can be hacked, but the Bitcoin blockchain can't be hacked. Bitcoin can be hacked first. It just hasn't been hacked in the last 12 years. Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. So to get back on track in terms of the Bitcoin and um, Bitcoin blockchain, we've mentioned most of the main components, but I'd like to go over a couple of things before because a lot of the stuff you don't really get for the first round. I mean, it took me quite a while to sort of grasp, you know, why decentralization? I think you know it in theory. Yeah, okay, you know, 10 minute blocks, computing power, the network is being secured through that. But especially when you compare it to banking, it does sort of make sense. So for me, the, the biggest total was blocks. And, you know, why, why do you need things in blocks? Um, perhaps an, an, an analogy or an example is um, apropos. So, for example, you go to your ATM and you withdraw money. So you get $100 in your bank account and you withdraw, you know, $50, for example. Obviously, that's centralized. Your bank has some sort of ledger in that and that just gets calculated or whatever. So at 8.49 p.m., and 50 seconds at this location, you drew this money. Well, why can't you do the same with the blockchain? Why couldn't you just have all these transactions with timestamps, you know, down to this second? And the reason why you can't is for the is for the issue that Faris raised before, the double spend problem. Because things take quite a while to propagate, to um, go throughout the internet, there is some sort of delay and for example, um, Faris might be in Australia or wherever, and I might be Asia or Europe, that transaction is not instantaneous. So this notion of blocks is super important for two reasons. One, it's important to secure the network. So instead of having a transaction like your ATM account, and it says, you know, $50 at this time down to this second, on the Bitcoin blockchain, you have the same thing, but instead of a timestamp, you have a block number. You know, this transaction happened in block, you know, 666,912. And the reason why you do that is for this double spend uh, problem. You can't, um, you can't uh, spend that Bitcoin once it's already been embedded into blockchain. And the second reason is that the internet is slow. You know, we might think it's fast, but if you're looking at, say, Europe to Asia or Europe to South America, the difference of half a second or even a millisecond is actually quite significant to miners. So Satoshi Nakamoto decided that, okay, um, we could have really small blocks, you know, 30 seconds, 10 seconds or whatever, or we could just gather up all the transactions and he could have, he or she could have decided, you know, five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, but 10 minutes it is. And so that means that whenever you spend your Bitcoin, it is included in a block that simply can't be spent again 30 minutes later or an hour later. 
And I know that might sound obvious and that's sort of the theory, but the power of that not being able to double spend, not being able to counterfeit, not being able to censor is just, just incredible. And, and that, again, that came from, you know, the computing power of the Bitcoin network that is decentralized with nowadays hundreds and thousands of miners all around the world securing the network. Did you know we provide a help desk at bitcoinbasics.help? Do you need help buying Bitcoin on an exchange or transferring your Satoshis to a Bitcoin wallet? Perhaps you need assistance with setting up a desktop, mobile or hardware wallet. Is your security hygiene up to date? We provide individual, one-on-one support regardless of your understanding of Bitcoin, size of investment or level of technical ability. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Yeah, and I know from experience, people who kind of wanted to buy Bitcoin in the early days got into understanding Bitcoin mining. It was just too much information. You don't really need to understand the intricacies of Bitcoin mining. Most of us know that you turn your key in your car, it ignites the engine, the engine goes. But look under the hood. We know how to change the oil and a few other things, but we don't know every component. With Bitcoin mining, it's one of those things that you kind of need to let go that you, you don't really need to understand the ins and outs of it. So there's a lot of it there. But it is, and what I didn't allude to before is the decentralization properties of Bitcoin mean anyone can jump on. So anyone can join the network. The more people that join the network, the more secure it becomes, like that pyramid. And it doesn't mean that I can see every transaction. You see what's happening in and out of wallets, but you don't see people's names or addresses. So main thing is here, your bank can get hacked. People can find out where you live. They can find out how much money you have in your, your account. Bitcoin itself cannot be hacked. Exchanges where you know we always encourage people and show them how to remove their Bitcoins from an exchange, they can be hacked, but the Bitcoin blockchain can't be hacked. Bitcoin can be hacked first. It just hasn't been hacked in the last 12 years. Well, yeah, this is where Gordon just you know protects himself theoretically, where in practice it can't be hacked at the moment now. Like yeah, every hacker in the world, I mean, think of the enormous target that Bitcoin is to every single hacker, every single state agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bitcoin is the one you want to go after. So in 12 years, if they haven't been able to do it by now, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, and the longer around, the more it's around, the safer it becomes. Okay, so last Last uh, sort of thing, Faris, just to finish off our blockchain bit, we've discussed miners. So the miners are the ones who are protecting the network. Their computing power, which they get from electricity. Now, whether that, now there's a lot of um, hoopla about, you know, where they get the electricity from. Um, Bitcoin is a lot greener than people think. They're not just getting it from, you know, coal power plants. A lot of it's renewable. So using real world electricity, which costs money and energy uh, going into securing the network. Uh, we've discussed blocks. And the third component is something called nodes. So perhaps um, do you want to go through what is a node? Why do we need nodes? And what, what does that have to relate with de- decentralization? So a node is basically, so I explained before that all these transactions that are taking place, they're being recorded on the blockchain. So think of it as a spreadsheet. Now, the blockchain itself um, has been recording all these transactions for um, 11 and 12 years now. So if I were to download that, I can download every single transaction. I can actually do that. And then I can set up my computer to basically every time a new block 
is processed, my computer will update that. So I'm running a node, which means I'm basically confirming everything that's going on. So as Gordon mentioned before, um, um, distributed means that one copy somewhere is being updated. Well, that means that if one sp there's a change to one spreadsheet, all the other spreadsheets copy it. This is different in that basically everyone involved is confirming it. So you're not just updating one person's copy, you're all actually working together to maintain the same copy, which everyone can see, everyone can add to. Think if you've ever worked with a shared document, like a shared Word doc or a shared Excel spreadsheet, um, you know, you can all see it. You're all making changes to the one document and you all see those changes taking place and you could be located anywhere around the world. It's the same thing with Bitcoin. You can actually see the blocks being updated. You can see the transactions going through. And every 10 minutes, your, um, your node is getting updated. So your computer is set to run, your computer is set to download the database. And the more people connected to the node, the more secure it becomes. I don't know if I've explained that well enough, Gordon. No, that's excellent. The key word I would add to that is verification. So what a node does is a node verifies transactions. And the important thing is that you can run that on consumer hardware. So another reason why Bitcoin is decentralized is that you can run it on an old computer. You could get, um, nowadays the Bitcoin blockchain is I think 400 gigabytes. So perhaps not on a really old computer, but you could certainly buy a you know cheap $20 hard drive or something like that, put that in. And you could run it on you know the, the, the laptop or the desktop five years old or whatever is out in your backyard, uh, out in your garage. So that's super important. Why is that important? Well, it means that anyone can go to bitcoin.org, for example, and download the blockchain and run a node on really cheap consumer hardware, which I have to say, and we've done an episode on Ethereum, that's not the case. And that's not the case with other blockchains as well. Other blockchains require super fast CPUs and hard drives and whatnot, and you're spending $5,000. So that was actually one of the... Um, arguments in 2017, there were um, basically two camps that wanted to change Bitcoin. One camp wanted to have more transactions, but that actually meant an increase in the blockchain size. And um, basically, they you know they split off into Bitcoin Cash and whatnot, and then Bitcoin uh, remained. That was super important, and the reason why it's super important is it maintains that decentralization. You can still run. The Bitcoin blockchain on a node verifying every transaction uh, on consumer fairly cheap hardware. And I think that can't be underestimated or understated because that contributes to decentralization. As more and more people get into Bitcoin, maybe not the average person who's got $20 or $100, but especially businesses, if they're accepting Bitcoin transactions, they're going to want to run their own node. But I mean, if that node costs $100,000 to run, they're not going to do it. But if it only costs $20 or $50 to, to run, then of course they're going to do it. So I think that also is another component of why Bitcoin's decentralized. Yeah, it's one of these things, and I know we've probably confused a lot of people more than anything, but it's it's we really just want you to understand decentralization. And the more you dig into this, just the beauty of it comes out, just how, yeah. and I really think with what's going on in the background, not just with political and fiscal policies taking place around the world, um, but we've seen, yeah, just people like the Facebook stuff, um, a couple of years ago, 
I really think people are going to start appreciating decentralization and the fact that, no, what I do should be my business. And I'm not talking from a conspiracy point of view. It's just ownership of who you are and what you do online. Um, and the fact that if one person has that, one government has that, you're vulnerable and everything you do is vulnerable. And this is where Bitcoin is just beautiful in that it is group trust. Um, the best, I like to use this example as well. I've um, worked in um, aid and development and we looked at microfinance. Now, these are people who live in villages or are too poor to get a bank loan because they have no collateral. So what they do is they, as a group of four or five people, um, and it's usually women, they will get a micro loan, meaning that they are vouching for each other to repay this loan. If one of them gets sick or something happens, the other four will chip in for that fifth one. So the trust is in the individual. Bitcoin is the democratization of finance. The trust is in the people that created the network. And what they did, they created this thing and then they gave it to the rest of the world. And the rest of the world now runs it. So it is a trusted system, but it's not trusted on one party, one corporation, or one government. It's the people involved. And anyone can download the Bitcoin node. Um, and as Gordon said, very simple to do. And you are now involved in that trust system. Yeah, we, that's actually a really good point, Ferris. We forgot about that. Yeah, you, you could call it a trust, trusted, I think perhaps maybe a trustless system, but I understand your point. You don't need to trust individual people. Um, you can send Bitcoin to a stranger. You don't have to trust that stranger, but you are trusting the system, the developers and whatnot. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself visit bitcoinbasics.help. Disclaimer, any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.